Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Ill-Conceiving Podcast with him, Luke Valvona, and me, Benjamin Cooper. <laughs> Today, we shall be talking about game franchises, or more importantly, what we believe is the best game franchise. Uh-huh. Which I think, the reason why I say game franchise, because I thought I'd like saying what the best game is, but... Um, there's so uh, many. Yeah, there's so many. Whereas when it comes to franchises, there are so many franchises that have a, one or a few amazing games mm. and then loads of really shit games. Um, so it's sort of like balancing which franchise has the better best games or more best games. Yeah. Well... Any thoughts? I... Uh... Well, I'm, I'm going to start off with uh, with the Nintendo games because that's what I grew up on, uh, and they are still some of the best. I'm going to say the Mario and the Zelda franchises. Yeah, they're pretty. They're hard to argue with, um, mostly because I mean I don't know if you're aware of this, but if there's any game franchise that has like a murderous fan following, it is Zelda. Yeah. Um, if you say anything bad about Ocarina of Time on the internet, you might as well go and build a bunker somewhere. <laughs> that, that, was um, the, that was the trouble with Ocarina of Time. There weren't enough bunkers. <laughs> Too many caves, not enough bunkers. <laughs> yeah. um, no, I, I think both stand up well. But like when you, it's like when I say about like good and bad games, though. Mario, Mario 64 is still a superb game. I recently played it through on uh, DS. Yeah. And it's still a great game. Um, I don't like that much the original Mario games. What, the 2D? Yeah, Mario, uh, Super Mario, Mario 2 and Mario 3. I think that's what they're called. Yeah. I just, um, I've played them since. Obviously I wasn't alive when they came out, but um, I've played (laughs) them since. And... I think there were better 2D platformers. Yeah. Uh, but they were all sort of groundbreaking in their way, I think. Yeah, very much so. Um, you know, uh, the first Super Mario Brothers was pretty much the first decent platforming game like that, and it sort of paved the way for all the rest that followed it. Um, and while it, it, it doesn't... It's not one of the best today... 2D platformers, there's far better ones. It's still enjoyable. It's not it's not it a is. dud of a game. I think I pref- always preferred Mega Man if you're talking about early 2D platformers. Yeah. Just but I think but the only reason I think is because it had saves. Uh, <laughs> you, yes. you you did one level and that level uh, we didn't have saves. What it very cleverly did was it implemented um passcodes. Codes, yeah. Because obviously you couldn't save onto it. So you when you beat a certain boss, it gave you a passcode, so that boss was done next time you turned it on. Whereas with Mario, you know, you get hit. Yeah, you lose you all die, your lives and you have to start. And you go back beginning. to the start of 
the entire game. That that and was what games used to be like, wasn't it? No, I know, and maybe it's because I grew up in a softer generation of I gaming. Mean, uh, like the games from our our childhood when we when we started playing games, if you died in the level, you'd have to play that whole level again. Yeah. And now nowadays that would be too frustrating for modern gamers. They have to reload you just before when you died these days, pretty much. I, yeah, you know, I hadn't even noticed that. Yeah. I hadn't even thought about it. Also, yeah, in, like, in, like, you get lots of games where your health regenerates these days. Yeah, that has always annoyed me, though. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't like regenerative health. It makes you sort of um, kind of blasé. You're just going to sit behind a box for a while. <laughs> Bing already again. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know, but it does. Uh, what it what it does do is is have you less of the time going ah and looking for health rather than carrying on playing the game. So that sort of thing is nice in a way. I I always I prefer the earlier Zelda's to the earlier Mario's. Yeah, I think what, Zelda top down? one. Yeah, I think the first Zelda is an exceptional game, and it's it's actually sort of sandboxy. It's not the the Zeldas after that, including Ocarina of Time, are very. They managed to make linear. a linear game out of a sandbox. Right, um, like it, it's very much so a you must now go here to do this, well, and then the, go back to do this. The first uh, first Zelda game only barely had a plot. Uh, it's yeah. kind of like what we were talking about um, with with the uh, cartoons and and the fact that they were made out of um, uh, they they were made out of toys. Deciding, uh, oh, we might better make a story around this. That's kind of what they did with with games at that time. They'd they'd come up with the premise for the game. Right, you're this little guy wandering around killing things with a sword. Uh, right, we better have a little story for that, so so that it all makes some sort of sense. Yeah. Um, and I think you can only like get the full story from the the manual on the original Zelda. <laughs> um, I don't think it's even actually in the game at all. Um, so, and and that is is what the entire legend is based on. Um, this this little. Quick, we better think of a story to give an excuse for this bloke wandering around with a sword, killing stuff. Um, and it's it's incredible, really, how how it has progressed so much, and it's all sort of stemmed from that original one. You know, I've some... got the um, the Hyrule Historia book. Oh, have you? Yeah, and it is amazing to think that it all came from people going, "Oh, damn." Um, it's uh, p- p- prin- princess uh, Hyrule. <laughs> Go. <laughs> yeah, you know, princess is in another castle. <laughs> um, but uh, the, the yeah, and, and the thing is, that I don't think they really have any sort of grand plan of story arc in Zelda. I think they're all sort of slight reiterations of the same legend. Because uh, it's very interesting when you look up the timeline, um, yeah. you know, and people have been speculating about this for years and and stuff. And I think the official guide for 
Zelda says that there there are three separate timelines. There are now, but they only split after Ocarina. Ocarina. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, but they they split into the original um, games. As yeah. Well, I, or, or do the the to the first the, there were three one no four how how many came before Ocarina? There was uh one and two, a link to the past and uh Link's Adventures was it or were there another couple of Game Boy ones? I don't know to be honest. Uh, anyway, but they're not all in the same timeline, are they? No, and also, but yeah, they started filling in before in the timeline with uh, like um, Skyward Sword was meant to be like. Yeah, well, basically, they went through a whole spate of just doing prequel after prequel, didn't they? Yes, um, you know, because Ocarina is is a isn't that supposed to be a prequel to Link to the Past? I don't know. I yeah, it it gets very confusing. Someone did point out on a video I was watching recently how much of Ocarina is spent waiting. Yeah, like you wait for the enemy attack to attack before you attack. You wait for a platform to rise up before you do that. You wait as you run back across the terrain to go and do something else. And I was like, yeah, I've never <laughs> like I've played it through recently again on on 3ds this time, which is an amazing re-render. Yeah, um, really good. Um, as a side note, so is the re-render of um. Lilac Wars or Star Fox 64 if you're in America that's fantastic well, anyway yeah. Um, yeah they um, I was replaying it and I did, it didn't even hit me how much waiting I was doing until someone pointed out and then I sort of go yeah there is a lot of waiting in this game <laughs> uh, I don't know is that Zelda in general or is that I don't know I don't I, I just I was just talking about Ocarina but um, <clears throat> yeah outside of Mario and Zelda mm-hmm I mean, keeping within the Nintendo universe, you've still got your things like, yeah, Banjo Kazooie's, yeah, um, which I I can't really judge as a franchise because I've only played Banjo Kazooie. I never played Banjo Tooie. Well, Banjo Kazooie was possibly uh, one of the best platformers at the, at the time it came out. Um, yeah, definitely. I uh, actually I don't think I've played all that many 3D platformers since because uh, it's kind of it, it, it's a genre that isn't that well represented anymore is it? <laughs> no um, I don't think I think because it's a very game specific thing you have to be within a game universe and most games these days seem to be obsessed with um, making it real even yeah. if it's ridiculous like Assassin's Creed yeah it's ridiculous but <laughs> well, they yeah. make it they make it real in a sci-fi way, by yeah. saying, "Oh well, it's all you're inside uh, a memory of an ancestor yeah. using using computers." You're like, right, okay, <laughs> which is like a really interesting. And also, I've, I I've, thought the other day it does give them the license to, if you ever come across a glitch in the game, they could sort of go, "No, no, 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 yes, yeah. <laughs> deliberate glitch." Uh, there are a few glitches in those. I've I've played. Um, I I've just finished Black Flag. Um, I so I've played all the main games of the series now, and I I would put it up there as one of the best franchises, because all all the games are sort of consistently fairly good to very good. I heard that is it three that's set in the American yeah. I've heard that one's not that great. It's 
different um, to the ones that came before it, and it's it's got some tedious elements, but overall, I'd say it's it's still not an awful game. It's it's just you know it, it's fairly good. It's I I would say it's not amazing like some of the others. How does Black Flag stand up next to? Well, I I'd, I'd say it's the best one. Uh, I've heard personally. that it's very good. Um, but it it kind of goes off track a little bit. It's it's more of a pirate game. I mean, it still def- definitely feels like an Assassin's Creed game, but they turn it into an open world sort of sandbox type of a game where you can just you can go off and do whatever you want. Um, you know, go around sailing, <laughs> sailing around and attacking ships, and and looking for sunken treasures. Uh, hey, just to quickly go back to Zelda franchise. One of my favourite Zelda games is um, Wind Waker. Yeah. Um, because of that aspect of it, just being able to just go off in your boat in what felt at the time like the biggest world ever. Yeah. Um, well, it also felt like really big because it took you so long to get from island to island, didn't it? Yeah. And there wasn't an awful lot going on in between. Uh, and I think... I, I, I think... You know, as, as you were saying, there was a lot of waiting involved, <laughs> waiting for things to happen. Um, I think in Assassin's Creed Black Flag, they they probably took some influence from Wind Waker, and and thought, well, we've got to got to sort out this problem. And it it really, um, I mean, obviously nothing's quite accurate in terms of the the map because you can, I think, you can sail from one side of the Caribbean to the other in about, I don't know, five or six minutes. <laughs> Certainly, you can go from island to island in a minute or two. Um, obviously, in real life, it takes a little bit longer than that. So, but but at the same time, when you're playing it, it all looks about right. So... It's hard to know what what's going on. Is your ship moving far faster than normal, or is are all the land masses far smaller than they should be? Yeah. Um, but you know they they've the scale of of things has always been a bit skewed on Assassin's Creed. Like when you jump off um, buildings. And that I, mean, I was watching a YouTube video about this the other day, uh, the actual science behind it, and they were saying, "Oh, is this a game theory?" Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and they were saying, "You know, of course you die <laughs> if you if you jumped from that height." Uh, but also, they noticed that you you fall from whatever height it's supposed to be a hell of a lot quicker than you would in real life. <laughs> so they were theorising that the the actual gravity of the the game world is closer to that of Jupiter. <laughs> yes, I do like game theory. Yeah. Game theory, you've got an amazing theory about uh, Link being dead in Majora's Mask. <laughs> you must see that. If you if you like your Zelda, you must go and watch that. Yeah. Um, again, a very, very good Zelda game. Mm. Possibly better than Ocarina. Yeah. Um, just people. I'm very, I'm very fond of Ocarina because of when it came out. I think. Yeah. Well, o- Ocarina gives uh, 
you know, it's one of the best sort of Zelda stories. But when you're yeah. talking about gameplay, I think Majora's Mask does trump it to a, a certain extent with its with with the fact that you can turn into a Goron or a Zora. Um, and it also has that great three day mechanic. Yeah, where at the end of three days you can go back in time, but you lose everything. Yeah, or, uh, or the the rabbit's hat really helped because it meant you got everywhere a lot quicker. Yeah, than, um, than, yeah. That that is probably the most annoying thing about playing games at all is that your characters never move fast enough. You you can see yeah. something. I want to be there now. <laughs> I've got to run for 30 seconds it's just like real life I wish I'd not bothered that's the best thing about um, Grand Theft Auto when you've got cheats I want to be there now, Jet (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah. Uh, there's a franchise yes, Grand Theft Auto in fact that is the sole reason why I bought an Xbox 360 was to to play Grand Theft Auto 5 and it was worth it (laughs) Well, I've still not played five. Um, I I feel like I should get a console, but it's about to come out for PC. Yep, that's right. Yeah. Um, I don't know how long it'll be before I can play it on Mac, though. No. <laughs> um, given they've only just, as far as I know, released uh, three Vice City and San Andreas with Mac compatibility. Really? Oh, I've, yeah. You. I've had it on Mac for years, but then oh, maybe you? it's a cracked copy. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I, maybe you could have had. I don't know. I I, I only noticed it because I picked it up on Steam. I got all three games for about four pounds. Bargain. Yeah, I think that Vice City is. Vice City was my GTA because it was the GTA that a friend of mine had, um, and it came out when I was about, I don't know, twelve, thirteen, something like that. Yeah. Um. So of course GTA three. I was still arguably too young to play yeah. when it came out. Then Vice City came out, and I was that the right, just about the right sort of age to understand that beating prostitutes to death with a baseball bat <laughs> to get your money back is okay in a game, but not in the real life. <laughs> I, I learned that the hard way. <laughs> <laughs> they learned that the hard way. <laughs> oh, dear. Um... The one thing I have noticed about GTA Five, though, is that it is beautiful. Yeah, it's an amazing looking game. Mm. Yeah, well, I, yeah, I'd say uh, like Assassin's Creed Three. Um, sorry, Black Flag is is also absolutely stunning graphically. Yeah, those those two games. I can't think of any any others that that come close. I mean, I'm I don't. I don't play an awful lot of games, so I've probably missed out on on a few of like really good, <laughs> really good graphically ga- graphically good games. But those two just look amazing to me. I mean, the water effects, especially on both of them, it's um, the best thing you look for in a game. Water effects. Yeah. Well, like Mario it, Sunshine. <laughs> well, it, it used to be like the thing that games would avoid basically wasn't it the yeah. water level because nobody could do water realistically and I can remember when um, uh, Fantasy Star Online 2 mm. came out and they did water yeah. and they did it really well and I can remember how excited myself and my brother were and he made his character go and stand in the water 
for about <laughs> 10 minutes and we looked at its feet and went, look, it looks like it's actually in real water. Not just <laughs> blue stuff that's at the edge of the land. Yeah. Yeah, like, um, I mean, even, even like Mario 64 and like Banjo-Kazooie, they did water, but wasn't that good. I... I <laughs> In Mario sixty four, when you when you're underwater, it's just sort of clear. <laughs> you know, once you're underwater, you're you're basically just sort of flying. Um, yes, but underwater. And then in Banjo Kazooie, they put like a blue <laughs> filter thing on it. So when you're underwater, oh, it's blue. <laughs> um, I, d- I don't know whether they introduced that on the uh, on the DS version of Mario 64. Because I seem uh, to remember... The DS version of Mario 64, I think, was just a direct port. Uh, I know they changed some elements of the gameplay. Like, you start off as uh, Yoshi and you unlock the characters and stuff. But I don't think they changed it graphically all that much. Oh, right. Um, they changed <coughs> Zelda and... Lilac Wars because they brought them out for the 3DS. Yeah. Which has a better graphics card. Oh, right, card. yeah. Um, but yeah. I'll just mention now, before we get shouted down, um, I'm not going to spend much time talking about Final Fantasy. <laughs> despite the fact I've, it's one of the biggest game franchises ever. I've not I played, played any of them. I've played Final Fantasy Nine, and I've been told that Final Fantasy Seven is one of the best games ever made. But yeah. I really... I don't like JRPGs. Because they are so grindy. You spend your entire time leveling up, leveling up, leveling up, leveling up. Yeah. You think, I've got to go and level up before I face this boss. And then you level up hugely. Uh, then you go and just destroy the boss in one fight. Yeah. And it just feels like disappointing, always. <laughs> so I'm not a big fan of them. Uh, I um, I once <laughs> uh, played Dungeons & Dragons online. Uh, mm for a month I I got it with uh with like one month free and you know it's a bit like World of Warcraft sort of thing uh yeah. that'll probably anger some people <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah basically similar sort of thing uh and I just I got so addicted to it I I was playing it every day for that month and then when the month was up I'd sort of I didn't renew it and I was like better not ever renew that because um because i'll just lose my life to it like a lot of people do with world of warcraft yeah um but yeah as a as a similar thing yeah leveling up leveling up and then like what used to be really hard battles become ridiculously easy yeah it's um the only game i've really found myself doing that on uh a lot was um, I, when I had Morrowind, yeah, which is the third Elder Scrolls game. Um, I've not. I, I've played a bit of Skyrim, but I've not played much Elder Scrolls at all. I'm not. Again, it's a, a thing my brother really liked. I played quite a bit of it, but I just um, I can never really get into it because I I hated the combat mechanic. I'd gone from playing like Zelda. Where you got like lock on and you got shields and swords and you can even like bounce off swords with each other in the um, Wind yeah. Waker and stuff. To this game where it's just it is a button bash. It's click 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 until the thing dies and hope you don't lose 
too much health while you're doing it. Yeah. Um, so I can never really get used to that. Yeah, and well, that's kind of what the combat system in uh, Dungeons & Dragons was like as well. Uh, yeah. Click, click, click. You could shield yourself, I think. I can't remember now, actually. Um, and I think you had like special powers and stuff. It was a while since I played that one. I did play. I don't uh, play it again. I did play DC Universe online as well. Any good? Yeah, I I similarly got quite addicted to that um, for a while until I realised that I was just sort of playing the same missions every day because <laughs> I'd I'd run out of. Um, like I I'd gone through it all, and then there's uh, there's a few missions at the end of the, like the top tier ones where you have to play them in order to collect the right things to upgrade your armor and that, or to collect new bits of armor. But you just have to keep playing the same missions over and over again, and they only let you play them once a day. Uh, so, but. So I found I was just playing the same missions every day. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it just got boring. <laughs> yeah, it, it, that's a killer, isn't it, when but they it was, kind of do that? Yeah, it was frustrating, because, like, I, I did get quite close to the top level. Um, I think the top level was 90, and I think I got, like, to 86, 87 or something. I um I once managed to get a... Uh, I trained a Pokemon... Uh, to level 100 yeah. and I actually bothered to train it to level 100 and the second it got to 100 I just got accused by everyone I played against of cheating huh. they're like oh no you just did that thing where you go and catch that thing and you go and catch another one and it automatically goes to level 100 I was like no I, I, I've put a lot of time into this <laughs> I got really annoyed and look at the rest of my squad they're all like level 90 something I, I did actually bother Well, and then I just gave the, up. the annoying thing about DC Universal Online is even though I got to this quite high level I don't think I fully understood how to play the game and I still had lots of people telling me I was acting like a noob <laughs> <laughs> oh no they, they don't put it that kindly they just go noob people online I don't know what, does everybody have that problem or do you just get to a stage where you're completely in control of the game and you go I think Yes, I know how to play this, and nobody can accuse me of not knowing what I'm doing. I don't know. I don't think you or I put enough hours into it. Um, I think these people who have total control are people who play it like 23 hours a day. Yeah. I don't um, But yeah. I, 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 another great franchise, but only great because they've only done the same thing over and over and over, is Worms. <laughs> yeah. Um, Worms Armageddon is just I can still play that now and have a lot of enjoyment out of that for many many hours yeah what single player or multiplayer either really <laughs> multiplayer more so um, but actually I say they've done the same thing over and over they released a crazy golf game yeah which was quite good actually mm. but they also released Worms 3D which wasn't <laughs> Yeah, they did, they did um, lemmings because I I always associate the two just because they <laughs> have small characters that explode, <laughs> yes. um, and and talk in high pitched voices. Um, yeah, they had they had lemmings and lemmings two was awesome. Um, 
And then they did Lemmings 3D, and I don't think that one was quite as good. No. But they Hol- they did a one one I got called Lemmings Revolution, which is like an interesting twist on it. Basically, you've got uh, these cylindrical worlds, um, which which is just basically the the it, the world loops back onto itself at a point. So, but it's it's in 3D, but it plays 2D because they they're sort of consigned to one day. Or two dimensions within the three dimensions. I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I mean they're just like on the e- edge of this um, cylinder, basically. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was yeah. it was quite good. Very challenging though. I couldn't complete it. <laughs> but then I think uh, I think the original Lemmings was a bit like that, wasn't it? Yeah, um, well, it tends to be the way. Older games tend to be harder, anyway. But, I I um, just remember challenging. there was like an impossible setting on it where it was just impossible to do anything that could could get you to the goal in time. That does sound like old game design. Yeah, I it's to this day I've not worked out how you get past some of those levels. Um, <laughs> Lemmings Two, on the other hand, was completable because <laughs> I, I have completed it. It, it it did have some very tricky moments in but um with with that one uh the the original lemmings you you each level you took at one at a time in lemmings 2 uh you had a set number you started with 100 lemmings and as you progressed through if any of them died you didn't get them return to life in the next level so you'd have uh, you know if if you lost 99 of your lemmings on the first level uh, on the next level you'd only have one lemming and some of it was <laughs> impossible to complete with only one obviously because the, the puzzle <laughs> is sometimes having two of them working together somehow talking about puzzle games I think I think you've just reminded me of what is probably my favourite game franchise which is, it's hard to say it's my favourite game franchise because there's only two games in the series. Yeah. So it's, it you know, it's like that whole sort of, if you only release two and they're both good it's easier, you know um, but I think that Portal and Portal 2 yeah. are about as good as games get Yeah Yeah, I'd agree <laughs> um, uh, I th- that well, they they are a franchise in the way that um, there could well be a Portal Three at some point, couldn't there? Well, if Valve ever pull their finger out and or make if, it, have they said we're not doing it anymore? No, I don't think they've said they're not doing it. But it's like um, they make um, Half Life, don't they as well? Yeah, and Half Life Three. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, 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 and then occasionally, yeah, no, no. <laughs> it's like, come on. Um, but no, I think uh, Portal 1, mm-hmm. I thought, you know, obviously the concept is fantastic, the game design was fantastic, and the script, uh, GLaDOS's script and performance was brilliant. And then Portal 2 just sort of took that and added story. Yeah. And then... Um, the, the multiplayer on that is... Uh, it, it is great <laughs> have you, have yeah you it is played through that one it's like yeah i've i've not played through it entirety um in two player but it is 
Very good, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, well, if you're going to include uh, two game uh, franchises, then I'm going to bring up um, Red Dead. I've not played the first one. I hear it was sort of an average... Um, average sort of a game, a third-person Wild West shooter. Uh, but Red Dead Redemption is an awesome game. Have you played that one? I haven't. I've watched a lot of people playing online, mm. as in on YouTube, um, but no, I've never played it myself. It's it, it's fantastic. It's kind of like GTA set in the Wild West, but... Well, it's, it's Rockstar that made it, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Apparently they spent, uh, I, I don't know how many, like five or six years working on it, which is a long time for a game. Yeah. Um, and and apparently there's slight controversy with the, the sort of working conditions that they put the staff under. But, uh, you know, it's still a fantastic game. I think that we could probably include it in the in the GTA franchise. To be honest, <laughs> well, it's just like it could it could well be in the same world. It, yeah, oh, it's, it's like um, have you ever played Bully? Um, I have, but not very much. I I got it, and then I think I got something else immediately after that, and and then it got shelved. <laughs> I think that Bully is a sort of a GTA game incognito because it again it's open world, it's Rockstar. And you're doing all the things you do in GTA games, stealing stuff and doing missions, but you're just a kid. Yeah. And from what people have told me about Red Dead uh, Redemption, again, it feels like a a GTA game, but obviously different setting, different time. Yeah. Stealing horses, not cars. <laughs> Yeah, except um, you don't you don't really need to steal horses because uh, you've got your own horse that just comes when you whistle. <laughs> yeah. So uh, what's the fun in that? Well, you, you can steal horses, but usually if you steal one, it's not as good as your horse. And then yeah. Um, and then if you tie it up, then your horse doesn't ever come back when you whistle. The, the new horse comes. Um, but can't your horse die? Yes, it can. But uh, I always... Well, when I played it, I just reloaded every time my horse died. Because <laughs> it was a good horse. <laughs> and, uh, oh, I have the problem because I don't have a HDTV. Uh, <laughs> which is like a, a big problem these days because inevitably games have text so small that that you can't actually read it on non HD TVs anymore. Um, but also, it you lose a bit off the side. Um, yeah, off off the side of the screen. So um, I could never see playing Red Dead. I could never see my horse's meter of how fatigued it was. <laughs> so just kept going. Yeah. Um so yeah, that's a bit that I missed out on playing the game. But um yeah, no, I, I had a really good horse that took a long time to fatigue. Uh so I, I made sure that I kept that one because then I could just keep spurring it on and um <laughs> and not have to worry about the fact that I couldn't see when it was gonna get tired. And I'd I tell you what 
Sorry, go on. Oh, no, no, I was just going to say, and I still won all the races. <laughs> I think I'll tell you what a game series I really enjoyed. And that's the Rogue Squadron series. Oh, right, yeah. I really liked Rogue Squadron and Rogue Leader. Um, I don't think they're really a franchise, because you'd have to probably just say Star Wars games. Yeah. Um, which, generally speaking, can be quite good. Um, I think Rogue Squadron and Rogue Leader are both very good. I think that um, uh, Pod Racer was very good. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I played that. I had that on N64, episode one, yeah. Pod Racer. Yeah, that was a great game, actually. And I think that uh, Knights of the Old Republic 1 and 2 were both very good, if not a bit grindy again. Um, and Battlefront 1 and 2. Yeah. So Star Wars has managed to produce some pretty good games. Yeah. I'm sure it's had some pretty shit ones as well, though. So. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't remember now. But yeah, I never really played many of the Star Wars ones, apart from the Pod Racer one. Um, yeah, because I, I did used to kind of like racing games, but never enjoyed realistic racing games. <laughs> no, I, I couldn't agree more with that. I don't like all the like. Uh, no, I, I'd, I'd rather have a game a, a, like a Wipeout or an F Zero X that sort yeah. of game. Yeah, in F F Zero, that's that's a good franchise. That's a very good franchise. Are they? Did they do one on the Wii? I don't. I don't know if they did actually. I don't know. I I think they did one for the. I think I don't know if they did or were going to do one for the 3DS, but I have a feeling it, they either did one and it was only released in Japan, or they just didn't finish making it. Maybe, never maybe it was something to do with the fact that the 3D sort of actually caused your brain to melt. <laughs> I, I spent speeds my speeds or something. I spent my entire time with my 3D turned off on my 3DS. Yeah, it's it's a shame that really, isn't it? Cause it is. It's a great bit of, you know, I mean, it really is smart being able to make 3D out of flat screen. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> the, the the fact that you get it and 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 you're just like, because it, it does get boring after a while, the 3D-ness of it. Um, you know, uh, but I mean, they did bring out the 2DS, but it's kind of not as good is it because you can't fold it up or no or anything apparently like it feels cheaper and yeah yeah it's it's kind of <laughs> going back to supermarkets it's kind of that that uh that whole thing of like oh we'll provide you with one good quality you know really good thing that you'll want and then we'll provide you with a shit thing that is almost as good just to show you, you know, and, and a bit cheaper, just to show you how much you want the thing that's expensive. <laughs> and go, oh, okay, it's probably worth the little bit extra. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, yeah, uh, I, I don't know. Like, it is worth turning on the 3D every now and then for cutscenes or whatever. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, a lot of the time going through the game, it doesn't really add much. No. So if I were to push your hand to throw your hat into a corner of best game franchise ever, uh, where would you throw it? Monkey Island. 
Monkey Island. Um, I, I don't know, actually. There's, there's still a few on my list that I haven't mentioned. Command & Conquer. That's a, yeah. It's a pretty good game franchise. Uh, it's a very good game franchise. Including the, the Red Alert series as well in that. Um, because they've, they've kind of departed <laughs> now from each other. Um, the the current Red Alert series is just called Red Alert with no reference to the Command and Conquer aspect, I think. Where whereas the original was of course Command and Conquer Red Alert, which was a prequel to to Command and Conquer, but now they've kind of gone off in divergent paths of history, or <laughs> or present as in in Red Alert's case. Um, but yeah. Uh, in term in terms of that sort of uh, what what do you call it a sort of point and click um, strategy game. There are. Have you ever played XCOM? No. If you like pointing, no, it's not point and click strategy. It's strategy definitely, uh, but yeah, really do. I think it's like dead cheap on Steam at the moment. Um, XCOM and XCOM Enemy Within are. Um, well, well, well worth getting. Yeah. Uh, and then there's the Age of Empires franchise, which is similar but historical. <laughs> yes. Um, and Age of Mythology, of course, is a part of that. Those are all very good games. Um, uh, oh, the the Batman Arkham games. There's, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the well, I'd I'd say, Asylum and City, uh, certainly are absolutely amazing storytelling written by the same team that used to do the Batman the Animated Series. I think. Well, um, that'll be why. Yeah, but then I think they didn't do Origins, which is why the story isn't quite as good. <laughs> um. But I I don't know Bat- Batman Arkham Origins was was all right. It wasn't it wasn't as good as Arkham City, um, but you know you still got to be Batman and you still got to fly about the place beating people up. This time with electric gloves, <laughs> which uh, <laughs> which definitely feel meatier. Uh, and it had this brilliant line where <laughs> that I. I, I don't know how you record footage off a game, uh, but if I could, I would have done this on Arkham Origins. The the only because uh, because it only happens at one point uh, in the game, but for that one point, you can say it over and over again. Where you're <laughs> you go up to this guard um, who you've just knocked out or. Um, you know, knocked to the floor, or, or like he's still conscious. And every time you go up to bat, uh, go up to him and interact with him as Batman, it just goes, "I'll be watching you." <laughs> and then you do it again. <laughs> I'll be watching you. I'll be watching. And and so I I hooked, I got up YouTube and and got on uh, the police. <laughs> every breath you take. <laughs> every move you make, every vow you break, every step you take, I'll be watching you. <laughs> uh, I really wanted to make that into a YouTube video, but I didn't have the technology. 
Um, but yeah, that was good fun. <laughs> but the the yeah, Arkham City is brilliant, and Arkham Asylum as well. Although um, Asylum was sort of more sort of claustrophobic in a way, it was better better atmosphere. Um, but you felt a bit more. You know, not quite as free to be Batman as you did in Arkham City. Yeah. Uh, you know, just flying about all over the place being Batman was just awesome. <laughs> I've not played any of them. Yeah. Which is, I know, I know that's terrible, and I should have, but I will take your word for it. I, I was going to say, as another franchise, I don't know whether it's, this is a bit of a cheat, um, but I was going to say Goldeneye... Uh, on the N64, which then morphed into Perfect Dark, um, and then Perfect Dark carried on on the Xbox. I think um, I I sort of played a bit of the Perfect Dark on the Xbox, but um, but as far as shooters go on on the N64, GoldenEye and Perfect Dark were two of the best. Shooters ever, I think. Yeah, and I, I, I'm not really a fan of shooting games. I don't play any of the Call of Duty or you know, um, modern Medal of Honor yeah. and all that lot. Yeah, yeah, Half Life or anything like that. Um, so I, I don't know how those compare, because uh, <laughs> because I owned an N64 at the time, uh, and I just I. I used to get the magazines and they they were just like these are some of the best games ever and I'd buy them and you know they really were good uh, yeah I I still turn to GoldenEye as a very good shooter but I haven't it, it's, actually played it's ironic it. really in the fact that you know, there weren't all that many shooters on the N64 and, and the N64 kind of had that stigma of being the kids console whereas the yeah. Playstation had come out to be the adult console uh, and that was the one featuring more shooters and um, you know those sorts of gritty games where bad things happen I do think it's quite funny how it took shooters a long time to get the hang of how they should handle. Yeah. Like, have you played Goldeneye recently? Uh, no. It doesn't handle how you think it should. Right. Like, because you've only got the one joystick. Yeah. So you don't have any um, lateral control, easy lateral control. Yeah. And, And you can strafe and go forward, but turning around is another button and... Basically, the the N sixty four controller wasn't the N sixty four controller wasn't built for hands, to be honest. <laughs> but, um, but no, it's a, it's an interesting it's interesting going back and feeling how incompetent you feel at doing it. Um, but it's the same feeling you would have got the first time you ever played something like Halo or something. And you're like, I don't know how this works. Why am I just pointing shooting grenades at my feet? <laughs> yeah, I d- I never quite got got the hang of that two joystick. Um, system. Uh, I mean, I didn't until quite recently when I was playing through um, uh, Borderlands and Borderlands Two. Yeah, which are both very good games. Well, I'll just say very good. They're very, very entertaining games. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I still find it really hard to actually aim on most shooting games these days. So I don't really play them that much for that fact. I, I'd like games that have some sort of auto-aim feature, like uh, like the Grand Theft Auto games and uh, even the Assassin's Creed games. <laughs> you know, in, in Black Flag, you can sort of shoot people... You know, you can shoot several people in a row, which is something that you couldn't do in previous uh, Assassin's Creed games. Um, yeah. More because they're they're supposed to be assassinating people, not just taking out mobs of people. You know, but um, but you can you can just sort of keep tapping that button and pull shot after shot <laughs> at different people. It's- I, I far prefer playing, if I am going to play a shooter, which I don't often do, I far prefer playing it on computer because you just have that much better control with a mouse of yeah. where you're going to now, shoot. Now, the only shooter I think I've ever played on PC is uh, Command & Conquer Renegade, which is uh, <laughs> which is a cool little game um, where where you are, you play the, the command... Is it the commander? The the guy in the original Command and Conquer who um who you who's your little commando who says things like I got a present for you before he blows up their building. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, you get to play him from a first person perspective, which is quite cool. The way you can sort of go into um your 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 usual Command and Conquer buildings. And, and see them from the inside, uh, but in terms of a overall game, is is not brilliant. <laughs> you know, there yeah. there are far better shooters out there, um, and I've played very few of them. <laughs> <laughs> Have you got any other games on your list? Game franchises? Uh, no, I think I've exhausted my list. So, of the ones we've discussed, or a curveball. What do you think is the best game franchise of all time ever? Well, I I don't know, actually. I would say, well, GTA made me buy a console, uh, but I would say Zelda could easily, equally make me buy a console. Um, so I think it's, it's possibly a toss-up between those two. Uh, but actually... I think Assassin's Creed could could get me to buy a console as well, but I only started playing those since I got the Xbox. Yeah, um, but I I don't know. But then they all the only game recently that's made me think about buying a console actually was Mario Kart Eight. Yeah, made me want to buy a Wii U. Yeah, um, well, I think I think Zelda could make me buy the Wii U, but Mario the Mario games will sort of consolidate me in going, yes, yeah. it's a good idea. <laughs> I I think uh, I will always find myself returning to Nintendo as they put out quality games. Um, yeah. Um, I just wish they would occasionally have a bit more imagination with regard to maybe new characters and stuff. And just let it... Because I feel like they, they depend on Mario and Zelda... Oh, the Metroid games. There's some games you haven't mentioned. Yeah. Um, uh, but uh, and I know they do occasionally bring out new little characters, little NPCs. But um, but yeah, 
that's my I, I have a few little issues I, I mean I grew up on Nintendo but I still have a few little issues with them but anyway that's a that's another debate for another day <laughs> um but no I I, I I'm so I didn't think I'd say this at the beginning of this conversation but I'm sort of pulling towards GTA um I don't I'm not a huge fan of GTA one and two yeah, the top, top down, down ones. GTAs yeah. They were um, difficult as well. They were very difficult. And you, I don't um, think you could save on them either, could you? I don't know, oh, I actually. I can't remember. No, I, but, actually, I think you could. But, uh, yeah, I can't remember. But I think... Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, it's very hard to... I, I, I love Zelda, but um, I'm, I, I'm between the two as well, I think. Um, if we can count Red Dead... And Bully, as part of the GTA series, it would be GTA for me. Yeah. If we're not, I think it'd have to be Zelda. Hmm. I I think. I mean, I think storytelling-wise, Zelda definitely has it. Um. Yeah, but sort of gameplay-wise. I think they're both fairly evenly matched. I don't know. I, I can wonder, play... wonder if this is a, a many people's problem because we seem we seem to have this. Uh, we we both seem to have come to this conclusion that it's one of the two. It's either the Zelda franchise or the GTA franchise. <laughs> but I don't think that that that's would be a lot of people's opinions. <laughs> no, I don't think it would either. I think people would either say Mario. Yeah. Um but I think it has more to do with the volume of games than the actual games. Um I think a lot of people might say uh, Zelda, but I don't think many people would say one or the other. Yeah. Zelda or GTA. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I think The, 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 well, the thing is with with Zelda is like you have a lot of things that you can do in the game, like extra things that don't sort of matter to your quest so much, but can be helpful towards it. Um, and then when you finish your quest, it's all over. It, it's a sort of um, it it doesn't have that sort of carry on after the quest is finished aspect to it, does it? Like no, with with Zelda, once you finish the quest, that is it. It's the end of the game. If you restart from the same save, you sort of carry on before you've finished the quest. Um, if you want to complete everything, <laughs> but um, in GTA you can properly finish it and then sort of go around and do everything else, which is yeah. kind of nicer in a way. And yeah, and in Red Dead Redemption. Um, I I don't want to spoil it for people who haven't played it, but you can carry on after you've finished the main game, but it's not quite the same. Does your horse die? <laughs> Something like that, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, which in a way was a bit disappointing for me. I I kind of I didn't complete everything in the end. Um. Although that's not to say that I won't get round to doing that at some point, but I probably won't. <laughs> um, I think I think the answer is then we don't we don't know. <laughs> Answers on a postcard. Yes. To 
<laughs> to ill-conceiving. <laughs> um, yeah. So if anyone can enlighten us on that subject, um, or 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 just spout angry drivel at us, that that's also acceptable for the internet. <laughs>